Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today we have an exciting new series set in the valley. Before we begin, I want you to think back to the Southern Swamps Rescue series. Remember those episodes where a group of young heroes gets trapped in the southern swamps and must fight their way back home. For those of you who haven't heard those, you should totally check them out. But in those episodes, we encountered a group of bad guys known as Bizzards. These were basically just bear wizards, and they lived in the southern swamps, and they were bad guys. That's pretty much all we know about them to this point. And this episode starts us off right there in that same Bizzard camp. We join three young Bizzard warriors as they sit at a council meeting. Enjoy! This episode is part one of Bizzards in the Valley. Deep in the southern swamps, the Bizzards joined for their regular council meeting. During these meetings, the leaders of the Bizzards would get together with the rest of the Bizzards and discuss future missions and adventures, usually just talking about who to rob or what to steal next. Bizzards were notorious for stealing and hoarding magical treasures. The Council of Bizzard Leaders sits at a long table, and the rest of the Bizzard community sits before them, yelling and often arguing about the issues. Hear ye, hear ye, called the leader of the meeting. Today's meeting will be short and sweet. We have identified a powerful magical item, and it is essential to our collection of artifacts. Who'll go get it? yelled someone from the crowd. Where is it? yelled someone else. Quiet down, said the leader. This is the most powerful magical artifact we've ever heard of. For many years, we didn't even think it really existed, but we've got word that it certainly does exist. It is the famed Oracle Stone, and our very own trio of young bizzard warriors will retrieve it for us. Isaiah, Kaleo, Gavi, you have been chosen to retrieve this epic piece of magic. The three young bizzards, Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi, were stunned to hear their names called. They had never been sent out to gather vegetables, much less be sent out on a mission to find artifacts. They sat near the back of the crowd and looked at each other in disbelief as the entire bizzard community turned and looked at them also wondering why they'd been chosen. Those three? said an old bizzard. Why those three? They haven't been sent out before. The crowd began murmuring and talking in disbelief. Quiet down, quiet down, said the leader. The boys will journey far north to the rock fields near Valley Town to retrieve the artifact. At the mention of the valley... The room went quiet. Bizzards never really ventured outside of the southern swamps. Everyone knew Bizzards were bad guys, and they were not accepted anywhere. No one trusted them. The boys had never met anyone or even heard of anyone venturing as far north as the valley. The Rockfields? hollered someone. Isn't that place full of wizards and witches and sorcerers and... Enough! yelled the leader. He smiled a sly smile, and said, I'm sure 
Our three young warriors here can make their way north and return with the Oracle Stone. He stared through the crowd and directly into Isaiah's eyes. The leader gave him a stone-cold look and added, Return with the stone or not at all. Meeting adjourned. The rest of the bizards awkwardly and quietly made their way out of the meeting hall. Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi remained seated in disbelief. They knew this happened to other bizards, bizards who were tasked with nearly impossible journeys and missions who never returned. The council were a cold, heartless group who would send bizard after bizard on impossible missions to retrieve artifacts at all costs. They probably gave this mission to the boys because they knew no one else would take it. Isaiah figured he was too young to need to ever be considered for one of these impossible missions. Kaleo and Kavi also would never have guessed they'd be chosen to do something so... so dangerous, so hopeless. They sat and stared at the chairs in front of them, wondering. Wondering what was going to happen up in the valley. How they were going to steal such a powerful thing from so many powerful mages. They had heard of the Rockfields before. Dozens of the most powerful magic wielders lived there, intent on protecting things like the Oracle Stone from people like the Bizards. The meeting hall cleared out, and the Bizard leader slowly walked to the boys and stood before them. I have faith in you, he said with a straight face. I'm sure you'll return with the stone and be heroes to us all. Isaiah thought of another bizard hero named Loonhow. Loonhow was sent on a mission about a year ago. He was supposed to get a magical pearl from a warlord who had an army of hundreds and his own castle. It seemed truly an impossible task, but Loonhow did it somehow. He returned with the pearl and gave it to the leaders of the bizard tribe. At first, he was treated like a hero. But it didn't take long, however, for the shine to wear off. And now, Loonhow still lives in a mud hut with the rest of the bizards, scraping by on lizard stew and roots, no better off than he was before. A hero no more. You'll need to leave as soon as possible, said the leader. Oh, but leader, said Isaiah, maybe a good night's sleep is the best idea. Yeah, then we can head out first thing in the morning. I've packed your bags for you, said the leader. Leave now. Do not return without the stone. The three boys sat stunned. They knew the cold hearts of the bizard leadership. It was never a surprise when it happened to someone else, but they never thought it had happened to them. But it did. And now they're setting off on a near-impossible mission. Once they were outside the gates of the bizard camp, Isaiah said, Well, this is awful. Uh, yeah, said Kaleo. We'll think of something, though. This is great, you guys, said Kavi. We'll get the stone, and if it's so powerful, then we can just take over the valley ourselves. Wouldn't that be awesome, guys? I'll be King Kavi, and you two could be my dukes. You guys want to be my dukes? Nobody's going to be your duke, Kavi, said his older brother, Kaleo. 
How are the three of us going to go up against the entire rock fields? The boys walked north for two days through the swamps and eventually reached the edge. They stood at the tree line and looked upon the valley before them, a beautiful place with sunshine and open fields and lush green forests and ponds with clear water. The valley was exactly the opposite of the dark, wet, mucky, smelly southern swamps. The sun bothered their eyes, but luckily they had sunglasses. And they pulled out an old map and found the road they needed to take north. They could see a town in the distance, near the horizon. All right, let's stop at that town, said Isaiah. We can maybe stay there for the night and and head out again in the morning. Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi knew magic, just like any bizzard does. However, they knew how to do something quite rare. These three boys were able to change their form. They could use their magic to shapeshift so they looked like regular humans. Now, this magic was invaluable to them now as they traipsed through the valley. If anyone saw them here as a bizzard, they would likely report them to the nearest dojo, but appearing as human boys... They could just be taken for travelers. So before they entered the town, the three boys engaged the magic they needed to blip into three human boys. They entered this small, run-down town as the sun was setting. They noticed that the buildings seemed old and in disrepair. People milled about town, walking from one building to the next, and the people seemed as run down as the buildings, with ragged clothes and skinny horses and mules. The boys found a restaurant, and it had rooms for rent upstairs. They would be able to have a bite to eat and a bed for the night. The boys ordered their food. Isaiah noticed that the restaurant was very quiet, and the townsfolk looked a bit suspicious. Uh, what's with these villagers? noticed Kaleo. They seem to be a bit paranoid, like they're uh, afraid of something or, or waiting for something. The villagers in the restaurant were looking out the windows frequently, and when they heard a noise like someone dropping silverware or a door slamming, they always seemed shocked and afraid. I noticed that too, said Isaiah. Who knows? Let's just eat and go to sleep. Hey, what do you guys say we creep down at night and grab all the coin from that register? suggested Kavi, who always fully embraced the bad guy nature of the bizzards. Something tells me there wouldn't be much more in that cash register than what we pay for our meal, said Isaiah. This place is dead. As the server brought them their food, the kids heard noises from outside. Yelling and doors slamming and horse hooves pounding. Loud footsteps clomped on the porch of the restaurant and the door was kicked open. Everyone in the restaurant ducked behind the tables or chairs or the counter. Someone called out, Oh, not again! The boys watched as a group of five bandits stomped into the restaurant. Well, hello again, growled the leader. I sure have missed my friends here in Sandusky, and I'm sure you've missed me. Now, just like usual... You fill up the sack with everything you've got, and no one gets hurt. The End
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now, I know we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger here, but I can assure you that part two of Wizards in the Valley will be available very soon. In fact, maybe it already is. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review for the podcast so other kids and parents can find these great ad-free stories. Adios.